Welcome to another episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai here again. With me, I am my good friend and uh, fellow film critic Tanul Thakur of The Wire. Um, we are back today to discuss um, the only release really worth talking about last week. Uh, the other one was Saina, and <laughs> which uh, which which I don't Tanul even reviewed, um, and I. <laughs> i did not even like at all so it it really wasn't worth talking about as most biopics but we are going to be talking about the netflix film uh, called paglet directed by umesh bisht uh, it stars sanya malhotra it's it's actually become quite a runaway hit in the last 5 or 6 days at least in whatever way an ott film can become a hit like there's a lot of discourse going on around it lot of conversation it's been trending most of the time uh which is both surprising and also in a good way because uh, uh, you 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 don't tend to expect uh, uh, these uh, films to do well in theaters as much so i think it's a blessing in disguise that it's released online and it's doing well uh, just uh, before we get into the discussion uh, just a few lines about paglet um, paglet is uh, basically stars anya malhotra as a young widow who uh, is um in the fifth uh, um, after five after four or five months of uh, an arranged marriage uh, she has just lost her husband she lives with his family obviously like as in most joint families in lucknow uh, and while most of the house is grieving she is struggling to um, conform to that performative sort of grief thing and uh, the story is basically revolves around her and her struggles to sort of uh, it uses grief as a whole prism to depict her coming of age a very interesting choice which we will get into too uh, it has a lot of it, it, i thought it was cast very well it has a lot of supporting characters as do most uh, you know small town sort of middle indian north indian films uh, tend to have uh, most of them you know the, the names more, more or less sort of overlap like raghubir yadav and sheba chadda and uh, a bunch of others so um, yeah tanul um, you quite like the film too uh i also liked it uh, let's get into what we what really stood out about because we have been seeing like let's be honest like to see a film set in lucknow uh, around a joint family <laughs> in this haveli it's it's narrative fatigue after a while you know it's become one of those <laughs> templates that has uh, template, templates that have driven a lot of debut first time and second time filmmakers over the years we've been seeing more and more of it uh, you know uh, across languages and uh, uh, you know it's just like the north indian comedy was a big thing like 10 or 15 years ago uh, this has mushroomed into a genre of its own so uh, you know even when i started to watch the film i i, I got that very familiar sense in not a good way because i was like okay yeah. tone <laughs> texture uh you know like oh atmosphere and you know uh, all the sort of stuff we've come to expect but uh, uh, this film was interesting for a lot of choices it's made uh, l- let's start with uh, what what you thought of it yeah i mean uh, it's, it's it's interesting uh, what you point out and it's true also to an extent <clears throat> my expectations although i mean differed from you slightly and because of this just one film that you saw and reviewed i think which i i haven't seen which is uh, ram prasad ki teruvi Yeah. uh i think uh, that's uh, you also mention uh, it right at the start of your review uh, it's it's something that struck me while i was watching the film i have not seen the trailer of ram prasad ki tervi but i i could get the sense that ki acha you know uh, I, i'm sure it must have some 
commonalities. I mean, uh, the damn thing has Theravine in title itself. So, I mean, I, I, I could get some sense. And, and also, I mean, uh, the whole thing is that, as you mentioned that, you know, it's uh, uh, this this kind of setup, this kind of sort of, you know, these sprawly, messy characters sort of populating. Um, it's not a small house, but at least like uh, uh, this sense of confinement is, uh, is, is pretty uh, prominent. It's something that we have sort of come to expect from uh, or or we have come to see from a lot of a lot of films a lot of uh, north indian uh, uh, comedies uh, of north indian family comedies they have almost become a type mm. you know, it's very interesting my expectations are very different and mm. i did not uh, get that sense of fatigue because of the, of a very weird thing and which was that mm. i had not seen the film trailer but more than that, and I don't know if it's the Ludo effect or or what it is or whether it's photograph or whatever. I think Sana Malhotra just gives me this impression of this, you know, a really cheerful uh, woman in a yellow dress. I don't know. It's just yeah. I somehow associate sunniness with her. It's, it's, it's not even anything to do with what she's done per se. I mean, but uh, it's not as if she's, I don't know, the Preeti's in of the 2020s or whatever, right? I mean, but still, I mean, I so I somehow got the sense that this must be some coming of age story set in some, I don't know, Bombay, Delhi, whatever. And uh, it's, just, it's just very weird. And uh, I remember the first two, three minutes, I was, I'm, I'm seeing these, you know, motley characters mm. in this haveli of sorts. And, and, and there is this whole grief and all of that going on. And, and I'm thinking, okay, when will that yellow dress come and when will she go to a city to find herself? <laughs> so it was very, it's comically weird. Anyway, yeah. uh, moving on, I, uh, it was, um, I, I was, I was quite surprised by the film, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a pretty good way, I would say, because I, I thought that, you know, right off the bat, I, it, it had some very, very impressive attention to detail. It had some really mm-hmm. on point writing. And I thought, Something that I really appreciated, and I think that's where uh, points of divergences uh, may appear, uh, is the fact that I liked the way it dealt with grief. I liked mm-hmm. the way how it dealt with the sense of solemn sadness that uh, that envelops and an Indian sort of upper middle class joint families, but which can be weirdly or absurdly comical at times. And I'll I'll give you an example. I mean, uh, so I mean, uh, people often say, uh, na, ki, uh, okay, this this depiction does not uh, mm. ring true and things like that because, oh, I mean, uh, a grieving family does not react in this way. But the point is, boss, a grieving family does not, uh, I mean, there's no template for grief to be played out, neither in life nor, nor on screen. Mm. I mean, I've attended a funeral, I, I was much young and, mm. and of uh, a very uh, beloved Masaji of mine. Uh, but it was, so I had a very different conception of what a funeral would look like and all of that. But what I found there, of course, there was this sense of sadness and all of that, obviously. But I I mean, my uh, abiding feeling from that is a bunch of cousins sitting around, uh, you know, uh, these uh, these two elder cousins of mine, uh, my Masaji's uh, two brothers. And they were just cracking jokes and we were laughing and we were cracking jokes. And, mm. and you know, people were doing different things, trying to distract themselves. Not yeah. really talking about what needed to be talked about because obviously it is it is very messy and everybody deals with it very differently. So I think it's 
patently absurd to say that you know this uh, uh, okay it's it's it wasn't realistic enough or whatever anyway and i really liked uh, this 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 whole thing of you know zooming into uh, something that is say fundamentally sad so much that after point starts looking funny i mean and, and it could just be a personal quirk or whatever i have found my own sadness at times really funny not just in the moment definitely in hindsight of course but sometimes in the moment as well because it just just at times just feels so overblown and it just and and also i mean our 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 depictions of say grief or our, our own portrayal of grief in 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 our lives are also so much controlled by cinema and so so that also i think in a very subtle way adds to that uh, adds to that comical uh, uh, dimension but anyway <clears throat> so what i really liked about the film was that it sort of uh, put this character in a in a situation where she did not know what to do uh, amid the sense of monumental loss that she could not feel right i mean she's married to this guy for just 5 months they really did not have much of a relationship she was not in love he was not in love with her and all of that and then what do you deal with it and i like the fact that i like the structure of the film uh, foremost i quite like the fact that it did not start with her per se of course i mean she is the uh, the protagonist of the film and all of that and and you know that uh, it's uh, uh, subliminally you know that uh, we are supposed to follow her journey and, and 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 things like that but i just really enjoyed the fact that how it really started to you know sort of pan the camera across the house i mean it's uh, sort of just started to go from one character to the other and all of them you know most of them if not all like in again many indian families or uh, they all <clears throat> were wearing the sense of you know uh, what do you call it uh, the sense of being noble the sense of being so grie uh, so uh, sort of caught up with grief uh mm. the sense of just being very very uh, you know uh, uh uh holding these values of propriety and all of that but layer by layer you could start seeing them for who they were and i and and it wasn't straight up uh indictment of you know oh these terrible people but i just thought that it was it it, it was a pretty uh <clears throat> close uh and a clear eyed look at you know what really uh these people are and and what their quote unquote values are supposed to mean so i mean can i say a spoiler i think i can no yeah. it's been a yeah. week or something mm. yeah Good. so i mean <clears throat> so the, um, when this uh, scene comes up right when uh, <clears throat> this ins- uh, insurance guy turns up at their house hashmi yeah. mm. uh and he says that like you know this uh, 50 lakhs will go to sandhya and not uh, sanya malhotra and, and and not to anybody else in the family then you can really start seeing okay how <clears throat> what money does to people or what you know what exactly these these models are or, or or you know things like that and and i thought all of this was really blended with very smart comedy i i really enjoyed that and uh, there were again just these small things in the film that <clears throat> that really just kept me in there you know i mean as mm. as you know and you would agree perhaps that this is not some big film about some you know big themes telling like you know this major uh whatever profound story i mean it's it's a bit above than slice of life and uh, but and which is not to I mean undermine uh what the film is i mean obviously but you know it's 
it 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 really does its job really well i mean scene by scene and mm. and it really kept me intrigued and it really kept me i mean wanting to uh, look for wanting to look for more i mean last time when i couldn't care for much uh, because i just thought it was really like <clears throat> it's spoon fed it's all its thesis but other than that <clears throat> i had a lot of reasons to to just be in the world of the film and wanting to know more uh, about the people in it i think i am a pretty undemanding audience member i would like to think uh, and and these are a few things that that the film kept me hooked and uh, and i thought it was a pretty enjoyable yeah. experience <clears throat> yeah so um, i mean model is same for me because uh, see the thing yeah. you mentioned about like something being like in hindsight a lot of our grief or a lot of our sadness or emotional moments may appear comical to an outsider or to a third person who's not really been invested in us before this you know like obviously it seems yeah. like that that's the whole point of like sort of uh, that, that's i guess that's conditioned into us also as it's a uh, primary reason for why so many indians are conditioned not to show their emotions in public or not to sort of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, and to do everything behind closed doors because you know they are constantly uh, wary of people's perception of how their grief or how their emotions might look and uh, you know that's that's been drummed into us ever since we were kids too you know like uh, that that entire yeah. interplay between people's perception the gaze they look at us with and what people are actually going through is something that these films actually get and they do really well this and both ram prasad ki theory for example like i remember attending uh, i mean obviously being part of my grandmother's funeral long back like 12 or 13 years mm-hmm. back and um, obviously i was like barely 20 or something and and when when i um, when i it was in delhi and i i sort of attended obviously all two or three days because my father was a big part of it uh, but we we aren't as you know we, i won't say we are as conventional as the uh, the giris that we see the family that we see in paglet despite that you know i mm. i saw like during before the uh with with all the rituals and the customs going on with with two with two of her sons being present both adult sons with you know children and what not um the one thing i noticed obviously first of all i could not get myself to uh, uh feel as emotional or to cry as much as a lot of people around me were because first of all um the grandparent and the the, the grandparent and the kid equation is it differs you know from sort of generation to generation yeah already entered a sort of stage in my life where i had drifted away from my grandparents because i had moved to bombay and what not so even mm. though they were part of my childhood you don't feel <clears throat> that immediacy of grief when someone passes away because in your head they were always away like the last 5 or 6 years you didn't mm. anyway so i i was struggling to sort of align my emotion with them like i kept quiet throughout because i was wondering if something was wrong with me uh, something was like because mm. everyone else around me was sort of genuinely or not genuinely uh, displaying a lot of emotion and i found it and there were some moments i actually found funny because i i noticed my uncle whose house my grand- grandmother was living in for the last two years of oh. like this my uncle like he was obviously standing at the door and greeting guests and uh, coming in with you know obviously everyone in white clothes and him like folding his hands and stuff um I, I, and every time a guest comes and asking uh, the their first question because obviously <laughs> tells to you ask you can't ask about the weather like normal strangers do so everyone <laughs> asks kaise hua 
So the same answer he'd give every <laughs> every two minutes he'd be like, uh, okay, so we were you know uh, that that in the hospital she sort of closed her eyes and then you know I held her hand and this and that. So every and I was observing this at the outside. So to every person it must feel emotional who who's listening yeah, yeah. to. But I'm yeah. listening. Say the same story five six times in an hour, and I'm like, you know, his story is not changing one bit. So kudos to him for that. And like, because if I were, I would have gotten bored and made up new stories every time. But every single yeah. time, and this is also, you know, and funnily enough, this is the exact uh, scene in Ram Prasad ki Terwi also. You know, like there's comedy ah, nice. of the fact that the widow, she's a widow, she's in ah. her sixties, and. Uh, Rudin Shah is the husband who's passed away. So every time someone's asking her, "Kaise hua?" There's a there are the younger kids in the house who look at each other and grin uh, because she's going to start the same story again. But you know the funny part is that her grief is genuine. Like Supriya Patak, who yeah. plays the lead character in that film, her grief is genuine. She's lost a partner of 45, 50 years. Yeah, like she is absolutely yeah. crestfallen and does not know where to look. But when she says when she starts answering kaise hua to every single relative that enters the house it almost becomes like you have to acknowledge that uh, you know death becomes a dark comedy after a while like for a lot of people uh, who don't know how to react to these situations i, I feel like uh, the, you know because we we are we sort of observe humans on a day to day basis this absolutely stands out and i felt like pagleth got that theme right uh part from the beginning because you already had a protagonist who is not invested in the grief as much as the people around her are you know like yeah i love the fact that her parents were never made caricatures of their grief was absolutely heartbreaking throughout the film like ashutosh yeah. anna and sheba chadda were, were excellent you know as the parents they never overdid uh, the grief they, ne- they yeah. were looking a bit spaced out and lost they were always wrestling with their own morality uh despite the death of their son and uh, you know that showed us what people generally feel and how that can appear maybe funny on the outside to a lot of people who are first time entering this house but uh, the fact that sanya malhotra is technically the protagonist and you know even though the uh, the film focuses on a lot of other characters throughout the film i like that she hers was the primary theme because it's a very unusual perspective to take because it's also then a critique of how indians or how uh, uh, say north indians uh, go about this tervi tradition and how they uh, they hold these 13 days of mourning as absolute you know san- like it is the absolute uh, last word in in you know in yeah. this aftermath in the death ritual and uh, how how much of it is genuine and how much of it is not so like even that scene where you know they reach uh, the ghats to immerse the ashes and all these pandits run after the car and you know trying to offer them yeah. like Uh, trying to sort of uh, yeah, yeah trying to give them the best possible offer and you know ashutosh anna they shuts them up saying it's my son who yeah, died that was... count for that like i know it was a corny yeah. dialogue but it actually hit home because uh, you don't yeah, read it quite well yeah it, yeah and also so much of it is down to the fact we aren't used to seeing ashutosh anna in a role uh, like this you know he's either this yeah. very strict father or the villain or like always a guy with dialogue bazi we are not used to him yeah. like speaking by not speaking <clears throat> so it it was really uh, a very refreshing experience to see uh, the cast assembled even rajesh telang even in that small little role that he did uh, yeah. there were there were so many little nuances which which i really enjoyed yeah and i mean i just thought that you know it's again obviously it's become this thing that you know uh, 
that casting in a film like this is become so important especially given that it's splitting from one character to the other i just thought that they got that really right in the sense that you know the moment you move from one character to the other it's not just an a well written character for the most part it's also given to a performer who really nails it down you know so i thought <clears throat> that really uh, helped the film's cause in a big way because a film like this can very very quickly turn tedious you yeah. know because i mean if if you don't have enough uh, tonal variations just at a very basic level of performances uh, it it really can become a film wherein it's 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 it can become difficult to sort of uh, hold uh, the audience's interest even the small bits such as that girl i'm forgetting her name and i find her very good she was i think family man i don't know where else i have uh, i have seen her that What? little girl uh, mm oh yeah yeah uh, and, and and that boy uh, you know they are having their this yeah weird sort of a flirtatious thing going on i mean it's, it's nothing much but it's 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 just enough for you to uh, just keep you there and 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 show you some sort of a panoramic view of this house where so many things are happening and it's 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 not just about one thing because it is not about one thing i mean life uh, at most times even even something as uh, grave as uh, as a, as a funeral so i thought that was also pretty well done and i think uh, i think that's what i've begun to find really i'm i've begun to appreciate year after year i mean uh, uh, in bollywood films is that the level of casting and we've yeah. touched upon it uh, briefly in one of our earlier podcasts mm-hmm. the level of casting is is just improving uh, by by several notches i mean every few months and it just is very heartening to see and they just get these characters uh, to play um, even small parts such as i mean you know just rajesh telang's part and and the way you know how he sort of starts off this guy who i mean looks as if he's been wronged by ashutosh rana's character and all of that but towards the end of the film he starts to evolve or devolve into into this guy who's who's quite greedy who's quite yeah. you know i mean really after it uh, so so it's it's quite and and uh, ashutosh rana is is uh, on the other hand a person who uh, abides by his moral code or whatever it is or the fact that uh, his son died so maybe it just feels vulgar for him to sort of you know uh, so i i just quite like that the trajectory of the individual characters as well like i don't think it was you know as um monotonous or it wasn't a flat line i thought which was which was really important yeah i feel like they did so many things right that could have easily gone wrong you know like there were see for example like a, having a grandmother as a stock character dementia afflicted is a very it, yeah it, it's a so, very like, mundane thing to do right like a lot of yeah, films yeah. to have the old as uh, as the sort of, sort of moral core or the spiritual core of the film you know and and you know uh, yeah. we so many films especially in lucknow in uttar pradesh sort of uh, use <laughs> this whole young versus old uh, sort of thing where uh, yeah. starting lab or any film for that matter with a joint yeah. family so uh, you know you you do these things but the sort of conviction you need to pull it off because obviously i'm not a big fan of the fact that in the end we see sanya malhotra actually spell it out to the grandmother saying do you know what yeah. i'm going to do you know that is a bit much like that is then you yeah, think yeah yeah that was very disappointing yeah, huh. that's disappointing. and then just fucking spelling out what paglet is that yeah. is, 
anyways go on sorry ha yeah the last 10 or 15 minutes is felt like a different film totally as you very very yeah. nicely said in your review also you know it became a film yeah. of statements uh, as opposed to a film of moments before that and and yeah. uh, and th- that's what we, these films thrive on right being a, a melange of moments most of the time yeah. and so that's the panoramic view which you mentioned and and these these small things that they did with the old woman or even for that matter with the brother in law you know who had it yeah. uh, who who had like a, a crush on his bhabhi for the longest time this uh, unrequited yeah. sort of thing and who took like english lessons from her uh, and mm. none of this is shown in flashbacks i love the fact that they didn't do flashback thank god for that we didn't see the face yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Died. Uh, we we can see uh, w- what the flashbacks were with the brother in law i don't know if you noticed but the brother in law is the same actor who did binu ka sapna if you noticed like ah, that ha ah, ah, nice. like oh, he ah, is that dangerous ah, sort of uh, crazy psychopath ah, person but uh, ah, even the role of uh, you know sayani gupta could have gone very badly wrong you know to have like this yeah. sort of girl who's straddling uh, uh, the new india and the old india at the same time and being this career woman uh you know and sayani gupta tends to be miscast uh, sometimes you know that that's something yeah. about that filmmakers haven't figured out how to use her to her entirety but i thought she was pretty good and uh, all these little characters really add up like uh, uh, and they uh, they contribute so much towards our perception of how uh, uh, what may look like a done to that formula in the beginning may actually gain a personality of its own as you said sanya malhotra uh does have that i don't know what it is it's probably the body language or the face or whatever of a you know of a sunny yellow dress sort of almost a nirma girl in the 90s uh, you can imagine her being uh, and i i guess um, a lot of her or are um, the way we've been or the way at least i've been impressed with her uh, performances over the last few years Uh, has been down to the fact that some of them defy that perception that inherent perception we have of her you know as this very yeah. uh, talkative and very like full of life uh, girl who has been in an unusual situation where the life has been sucked out of like for me this film was uh, sort of almost a sequel to her role in photograph which i'm a big fan of like her performance mm. in photograph even not so much the film as much as what she represented in that film and how she played mm. that sheltered gujarati girl so for her to play the sheltered sort of um, um, you know north indian girl in this one and actually learn the meaning of love before understanding what she must do with it before understanding yeah. needs to love herself uh, that for me was a very complicated thing to pull off and i think her face uh, or the way she reacted to a lot of characters in these scenes in these little moments said a lot you know and but i do have strong opinions about the soundtrack of the film For, before that i want to know your <laughs> perception of that uh, yeah yeah been made a big deal out of because arijit singh's first uh, uh, sort of um, he's been the music director for the first time so what did you uh, make of that yeah before that i'll i'll just uh, uh, shine in about sanya uh, malhotra's performance and which is just to i mean uh, appreciate her performance not just in this film i think the moment she appears on frame uh in beat any film till now at least i mean uh as far as uh, i remember it it really it's a, for me it's a very comforting feeling because mm-hmm. i know that this scene will will not go wrong unless something i mean someone else really fucks it up or or if there is some i mean really uh, a bad way of directing uh, that particular scene in which he's there and things like that so i think it's it's i it's, it's quite commendable because uh, 
what she's been around for little less than four and a half years and and to have that sort of uh, you know uh, weight on screen without and that she wears everything quite lightly which is uh, which is very impressive and what i really appreciated about her performance in this film uh, which is more or less the case with the other films as well is that she's very aware of I and mean, she's a very aware actor i mean not just aware of her character uh, not just aware of the scene which she's supposed to perform but just very aware of life like situations that you know what would a character in a situation like her ordinarily be like because she's mostly done uh, <clears throat> slice of life dramas or, or or dramas that we can you know sort of mm. identify with uh, more or less right and i think i really like that about her and 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 that was there uh, in uh, in paglet as well it um, it really i mean even in the last moments when the film just gets really clumsy and all of that you it's it's unfair to blame anything on her because it's it's just mm. what she's been given to do but in those moments of confusion and uh, the irritation and 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 you know all uh, like the swirl of contradictory feelings that she's grappling with at the start of the film and and for the most part i i thought i thought she did that really well so mm. so that uh, coming back to arijit singh music i know you have a lot of strong opinions on it i i mean i quite liked uh, what the soundtrack was doing i mean in its uh, on its own as in mm. i could i mean take them out of the film and uh, and i mean appreciate just them uh, appreciate them just as solo pieces and all of that and i remember making a note of it that you know yes. the this sounds like an album worth checking out in fact yeah. in a few days or whatever i'll i'll probably listen to it properly so so mm-hmm. it 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 has those uh, 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 strengths uh, there for sure i thought in moments it just you know which i think is a very uh, is 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 a big problem with a lot of these uh, uh hindi films a, a, a certain kind of a hindi film that paglet belongs to you know not uh not over the top escapist but not art house somewhere uh, in the middle mostly wearing towards the uh the side of commercial cinema and and things like that there and i just i always get the sense i mean i constantly have this problem with background score and all of that uh and sometimes especially when you segue into songs as well is that the the music starts to do its own writing which is fine i mean every every piece of a film form is there to to do its own writing so that's that's obviously okay but it's just that we have been such a song heavy culture in a certain kind of i mean obviously in commercial cinema and and, and this comes from that and and songs and lyrics can be so i mean overpowering and they can be so uh, uh what do you call it? so impactful that they can really say 10000 words but but at times you don't need 10000 words at times you don't need any words at all so i thought in moments uh, there were uh, so there, there were parts where it was slightly heavy but i don't think i had uh, and i just wanted the film to just relax and be on its own and uh, and sort of wanted the soundtrack to recede a bit but i did not have as much of a problem as you did so i think you would probably be the better person uh, to sort of talk about because uh, i remember that uh, you do mention uh, you discuss it quite a bit in your in your piece i i did not make a note of it because it just did not bother me as much as you know as yeah. compared to other things 
uh, in the film that I liked or did not like. So yeah, go on. Yeah, like uh, I mean, the see, as you very rightly said, the songs on their own as individual pieces of music really are nice. You know, I would love to listen yeah. to this as an album without context. uh as an album of arijit singh unde alone you know i i don't really care mm. because the music itself is really well made the songs itself are really yeah. nice yeah. lyrics also fine you know the thing is when when you put it in a what it feels like how the soundtrack has been made or been put into the film is that the, uh, the that the script writer or the filmmaker just explained to arijit singh what he wants and i i felt like arijit the problem is that the film sort of delves in shades of gray Uh, the entire film is a grey and the the songs itself are black or white you know and and that's the problem with yeah. a lot of music in a lot of hindi film albums in general like that the tonal mismatch between the music director's uh, perception of the film and the filmmaker's perception of the film is very clear here because you're telling arijit singh to make uh, say for example when sanya malhotra finds the photo of her her husband's ex girlfriend in the book for the first time and uh, mm. uh, that that scene is then stretched into a 5 minute scene to show uh, her hurt her shock or her absolute conflict at that moment it stretched into a 5 minute scene where the song then tells you that she is feeling cheated you know and then mm. that song tells you that she is feeling betrayed and why did i trust and this and that and stuff like that if you really go into the details of the song so you don't want a song to spell out the emotions of Yeah. an actress as fine as sanya malhotra who actually speaks a lot more in silences because anyways our perception of her is as this uh, full of life girl who's now suddenly subdued in a film like this so obviously yeah. you're going to want to read between the lines there is the song uh, you know defining that moment where obviously she finds the photo then there's another song where after meeting the uh, Sayani Gupta character after having a fight with her at her house she leaves and uh, walks the streets of Lucknow going back home and there's this very yeah. uh, there's this very almost Atif Aslam sort of or AR Rehman <laughs> sort of voice song uh, like a very heavy uh, existential sadness song like i almost imagine imran ashmi would pop up from you know behind a uh, <laughs> light pole or something that kind of song sort of just came out of nowhere and in the end when she's sitting in the bus and you know Uh, heading towards a new beginning uh, uh, like a dance nice little upbeaty queen sort of song comes uh, towards the end like a typical coming of age spirit songs come so you don't <clears throat> need you have a cast as dependable as this when you have the writing in place when you have the filmmaking in place except for the last 10 minutes you really don't need the songs to as as uh, um, you know as attractive as it is to put an arijit song into a film about emotions uh it, it's really not needed most of the time that's where you know that that's this is the equivalent of like having to edit the uh, uh, the sort of the uh, flab out of the film to make a very uh, you know to make a very compelling portrait of grief or to make a compelling portrait of a coming of age art so that's where the, even the editor should come in or people around should come in and you know tell the filmmaker or at least like sort of have a discussion about how if the songs are elevating the film in any way or they are just reiterating what we already know and what the audiences aren't really conditioned to uh, uh, to understand from a film about a woman who doesn't know what to feel so i felt like that's condescending that was patronizing and in a film as good as this these small things tend to stand out that's why i so sort of went on about it in my review and in fact ended my review with it also because that that yeah. sort of took away a lot of Uh, the magic of the 
film that I felt because the same film I saw in a different uh, like a couple of months ago, more or less very similar film. Obviously, this Ram Prasad ki Terbi had no song. So, and it, it, despite being about a musician who passed away, it had no song. So, I felt like that was uh. Uh, there was a tonal sort of consistency, mm. was uniformity. And uh, you know, uh, and you know, as it turns out, I later was told that uh, both Ram Prasad ki Terbi and uh, uh, Paglet were shot in the exact same house also in in Lucknow. Oh, like, yeah. Achha. So like. No that's, wonder the geography was so similar, you know, because if you yeah, if you remember the beginning uh, in the courtyard when when uh, Rajesh Telang's character first comes yeah. and emotional about yeah. you know how he feels left out and uh, then his daughter comes and saying I need to use the toilet and the boy is in the toilet that exact yeah. courtyard with the toilet plays a very distinct role in the previous film, you know. So <laughs> that is nice. Where you, that's where you immediately see that okay, a family member wants to use the toilet. Where have I seen this before? And it's the same damn toilet in the same damn courtyard. So it's quite Very nice. interesting. Now has this entire sort of uh, vibe going on in this old school sort of gully of theirs where they found one house and they keep shooting different films about it <laughs> yeah. there. I find it uh, very good for the per- <laughs> good for the person who's also leasing it out. I'm sure he's getting good money. Whatever yeah. I mean, it's sure. or I don't know. It's a staple set or something. Anyway, yeah. but I think the point that you made about. Uh, <clears throat> Are you done with your uh, Arjit's point or yeah. am I interrupting? No, 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 done, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the whole point about tonal mismatch, I think, is just bang on because uh, it's, uh, I think it also comes with this tradition of Hindi film music. Matlab, if you think about it, at least uh, we have been watching films since what, the 90s at least, right? Obviously, we've seen films uh, uh, from earlier decades and all of that, but like this, this, this very uh, this consciousness of watching commercial Hindi cinema has been the last two and a half three decades, and 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 this is something, and and uh, I I just want to sort of elaborate that point, but because I think it just goes back, and obviously it goes much uh, beyond. I mean, uh, the nineties. I think it's been there uh, since uh, Hindi cinema has been around. Uh, I mean, after independence and all of all of that, which is how also I mean most uh, commercial films uh, or music directors. I think also conceive of albums, uh, or 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 think of albums, right? And uh, uh, in in obviously in collaboration with the filmmakers and 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 sure, I mean uh, over directions uh, from them as well. Wherein us they sort of, I mean, they are uh, they they are so neatly arranged that you know you can you can it it feels as if you're walking through a buffet or something. I mean, there is this you will have a one romantic song, you will have a sad song. You will have a very romantic song. You will have a very sad song. You know, it, it almost just feels as if these songs, uh, they function as uh, as paragraphs or as some sort of stopgap arrangement. Uh, and, uh, and and I think the way in which uh, albums are conceived, uh, and obviously we uh, there have been a few changes and all of that uh, uh, in their sort of uh, tenor and in their in their soundscapes, but. There is this default mode uh, at which a lot of times filmmakers and music composers sort of tend to fall back on. And I think that is something that that should be revised uh, more often than not, especially in a film uh, like Puglet, where it is sort of filled with these uh, these gray uh, shades throughout. They're sort of having a song which is really explaining uh the thoughts uh the feelings of uh of a character which are 
pretty apparent it just it just doesn't do anything else but serve as you know some sort of a musical exposition and um, there is this really famous line which is show don't tell i think it needs to be revised to uh, you know show don't sing at times because it's just uh, it 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 just doesn't add anything new to the point uh, new to the story and but it's it's quite interesting that uh, these things did not bother me as much as they uh, as they did to you uh, mm. i think i would probably attribute that to my uh, lowered expectations from the function of a song in a film mm. uh, wherein i must have thought that acha theek hai this is this is not up to the mark but uh, okay i mean it's uh, it's it's pretty run of the mill fare it's pretty uh, mm. staple uh, stuff for a for a hindi film but uh, but it's um, it's again i think it's it's also challenging because you know i mean unlike say a a piece of prose or 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 a dialogue or a scene or a film scene i mean <clears throat> songs usually tend to go about a certain feeling or or they, or they tend to sort of circle beautifully circle around almost like it's it's this rhythmic concentric circles that are happening in a song especially in a hindi film song uh, but what do you do with a song when uh, when uh, it's supposed to come in a scene where it's it's pretty gray and it's uh, it's 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 almost there but it's not there and you are having this sort of a communion uh, with the characters or 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 with with the scene itself how does a song uh, you know figure in such an arrangement can a song elevate such a moment i would love to know i'm i'm sure there are examples if if i if we really ramage our uh, heads but uh, but more often than not um, uh, just a straight ticking off an emotion uh, yeah. thing doesn't really work because it's uh, yeah i mean it's it's i think it's uh, the tonal mismatch also uh, appears or sort of springs from the fact that at times the nature of these two things can be really different which is to yes. say a song and a scene and i think uh, filmmakers and 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 music directors should really i mean think more deeply about how to sort of use their soundtracks to sort of tell different stories or at least uh, at least uh, exercise some sort of restraint so yeah. yeah yeah to to extend this point i've always had very strong feelings about the fact that music reviews in this country always come before the film before the film releases because the album releases before the film most of the time that's when reviewers yeah. sort of review the music before but that is directly automatically acknowledging the fact that the music has nothing to do with the film then you know you're yeah, reviewing it as a exactly. piece of music as a piece of art as an album uh, that has nothing to do with a larger narrative so you're al- already disrespecting the medium of filmmaking by reviewing the music beforehand so <laughs> i feel like you know we need to normalize like really reviewing even music after the film because uh, and there are a bunch of very fine like uh, you know a lot of people who have great knowledge about music and journalists who have a really great interest in music writing who need to start uh, you know looking at music in context of the films and then writing about it because you you uh, because this contributes in uh, by extension to the culture of uh, music directors making songs that are may or may not relate to the film like we've seen in this film and then this practice it's a vicious cycle it just keep going on and as 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 long as the experts really don't 
point it out and don't acknowledge it, it'll keep going on. I mean, that's not to say this is the worst example <laughs> of a music versus film uh, disparity we've seen in history. It, we may sound like it's really problematic, but it really isn't uh, as compared to a lot of yeah, other things. Yeah, I mean, not as much. It's yeah. not as much. I mean, sure, we have, I'm making a big deal out of it because the film itself was decent and I really liked the film. Mm. I didn't want anything else to really dilute my experience of the film and the music went a long way in almost doing that and I just want to <coughs> wanted to understand why uh, you know how this can uh, as you said it's it's an album is very clean cut and it's a very commercial sort of thing nowadays it's not really so much about the music itself it's a formula and uh, hopefully you know the music writers the, over the t- over time music journalism also sort of starts to point this out because and, and start to look at music as part of the narrative because then there's no difference between like uh, honestly like a background score does more of a job than the song itself does in a scene you know uh, and and you know as we know we have a big problem with the way hindi film does background score also most of the time yeah. say 80 or 90% of it's, the time they really are really writing dialogue with music and which is terrible yeah so uh, and sometimes yeah. really over the top wailing background score i mean my oh, constant yeah. annoyance is, is this a weird kind of a sitar that really just goes off and i'm like no dude just just relax and i mean the point about uh, <clears throat> uh, reviewing a uh, uh, music album a uh, film album i think it's, it's interesting i've not thought about it that way but uh, i think it, it does make uh, a lot of sense because as opposed to an album just released by a musician or a band or you know whatever uh, it's it's not a stand alone piece right it's a it's a piece that has been scored uh, on to the demands of a film and many times uh, of a particular moment or a scene so i think it's important to get a good sense of if this was if this if this is the song that was supposed to come here a uh, how well i mean of course there is this whole sense of a analyzing the uh, a piece of music purely on objective quote unquote objective technical terms musical terms and all of that sure but i think uh, uh, there is a point to be made about how how much of an effective narrative device this song is at this particular moment in mm. in a film it could be a great song on itself but in itself but if it is really not suiting the demands of a particular moment it is not a good song for this moment so mm. i think that's important uh, and uh, and of course you can say that a, a lot of these things are not in the hands of the music director in the hands of filmmaker editor xyz uh but i mean uh, it's 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 also true that a, a music director does also have a brief to sort of play with and all of okay. that uh but again in that case i would i would uh, uh, my sense of criticism would be more directed towards the uh towards the filmmaker and uh, and, and 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 the crew so to speak uh uh than the music director uh, herself but yeah i mean it's it's really important because it's it's almost become a recurring uh, thing now that it just happens so often that uh, you just get the sense that i mean come on yeah so. yeah that's because also our gaze of like the hindi film music bollywood music over the last like 100 decades has been as a sort of marketing tool a publicity tool before the film actually yeah. dropped 
right and we for the longest time i personally uh, in my entire life i have never liked a song before uh, watching it in a film all my favorite bollywood really? songs Thirty years been after I watched the film, and because I know where it comes in the film or how it comes in the film for that matter, even if it's a damn item song, I don't care. But uh, after in it in the film, only then do I start listening to it on loop. I do not understand how people get addicted. Okay, sure, people can get addicted to the song on its own beforehand, but then you are becoming part of the entire publicity and marketing sort no, of machine. it happens before the film you know you're not really uh, there's no there's nothing wrong in liking a song that when it drops on the internet before the film but but the fact that it does drop before and the fact that we all then start going gaga about oh arijit singh's first or rehman's uh, this song is better than his previous 800 songs you know that whole thing is uh it's really self defeating for both the music director the filmmaker the you know everyone on an artistic level on a commercial level i'm sure it gains them uh, you know a, a couple of like crores here and there more because music rights obviously is still a big deal but you know whatever it is i uh, when it comes to pure art and i know we sound idealistic fools uh, you know sound like idealistic fools discussing uh, these things but <laughs> you know it is a kind of thing that uh, we've grown up in and it is our job to sort of question the traditional structure of a hindi of the hindi film machinery because uh, times are changing we watch faglet on an ott platform we didn't watch it in a theater and the discourse is yeah. still stronger than that of what it would have been on a big screen so if we have uh, evolved enough or adapted enough to uh, reach this point i don't see why we can't when it comes to term uh, things within the film when it comes to music like just like a film review cannot exist without a film uh, you you cannot like the music of a film cannot exist without the film itself too so there's no reason it should be looked at as an uh, a standalone piece most of the time because you can't like reading a review and saying oh i don't care uh, the film uh, the film it's talking about is it doesn't matter i just the review itself makes a lot of sense that has never happened in the history of humankind yeah. so you know it, it's just yeah it's one of those things that has constantly sort of been on my mind and i thought like pablet is a good platform to get it out again by no means does uh, <laughs> reflect on the quality of the film uh, we both really liked it and especially the fact that as you said very rightly early on in the podcast that uh, Uh, uh how a funeral how in a funeral there are different kinds of uh grieving that is going on there are some people who are trying to um escape it uh, by cracking jokes by by acting like everything is fine by treating it as a reunion which most families actually do uh then mm-hmm. uh, uh, there are the obviously there is another group of people who are very over Uh, wrought about it, and who de- who believe in actually expressing it as much as possible, so that later they won't hel- be held accountable for not showing enough emotion. And then there are the actual. <laughs> then there are the that, actual that is spirit. so funny. Anyway, uh, uh-huh. sorry, go on. Yeah, and and then there are the actual people who are actually crestfallen, and they are mostly those yeah. people are the most silent out of the lot. Like if you look yeah. at the funeral, those are the people who are keeping it to themselves and who are not expressing anything. They are feeling the most. and these particular sections of people within a funeral without within within the culture of grief itself uh, these films do such a good job of it because films as a medium itself uh, is traditionally in bollywood supposed to be an escape from life or an escape from our grief of everyday life or our emotions of everyday life and then when a film 
uh, which is supposed to be an escape is made about people who are trying to escape from a particular situation i like that whole meta sort of uh, the you know leveling that's happening between different layers and i i feel like that's why so much of pagleth has appealed to a lot of people oh yeah absolutely i think it's uh, it's uh, <clears throat> and it's good to know that you know there are i mean even a film which does not look uh, you know overtly ambitious it is trying to do certain things uh, within its own realm it's trying to say a few things about about people about families about uh, society things like that and it just it it's it's really just nice to uh, i i really appreciated these things and and just the fact that you know this treating your own story with seriousness i know it just sounds i mean almost laughable that that, that is something you are, you are supposed to do but we know uh, what uh, what the what the deal is and and the fact that you know if, if a film like this does well or it is spoken about in in some good measure i think it really opens up or gives confidence to other filmmakers and all of that what i really uh, was taken uh, uh, like i was quite surprised by the fact that uh, i thought i first thought that this is umesh bish bish's first film as a writer or a director then i figured out that you know he's written a few films in the past uh, one of them being hero uh, the 2015 one and i thought okay what happened there so you know it's 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 good it's it's uh, it's an interesting sign that you know when uh, that when left on your own if there is a <clears throat> a, a way to tell a story in which you want to say uh, and if you are ready to be loyal to it you have backers now not just in terms of actors and 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 the uh, technical crew and all of that but also in terms of say something like netflix or whatever which which again has obviously had a very uneven uh, uh, record in india at least for the last few years but i mean this one i thought was was quite was quite right for the most part oh yeah i, I actually didn't know that umesh bish uh, has written something or made something before i thought yeah this yeah. was screenplay also i thought for some reason this it actually reminds me of uh, a bunch of filmmakers have done this over the years you know where they've sort of entered the industry by you know sort of writing this obvious big budget mainstream masala sell out uh, sort of thing and then made their own thing yeah. once they have probably networked enough or got enough backers i think amit masurkar is a good example because i think he wrote murder 3 before making uh, suleimani really? newton yeah yeah he wrote murder 3 Ah, that's interesting. I mean, Chaitanya Damane wrote what? Because uh, Sajid Khan was also there, or was that Anand Gandhi? Or both Anand, of them? Both of them. Both of them. So that both, that says so much them. about that says so much yeah. about uh, these people work and the way there is obviously an artist within every one of these people is just about yeah. the opportunity yeah. to create. And sometimes, you know, I also get the feeling. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, because I really try to. uh distance myself from quote and quote the film people so i mean mm. this is just a conjecture but i often get the feeling that you know a lot of like even say a film like say hero i'm just giving an example uh <clears throat> who knows right that uh, its first draft or like whatever draft uh, at whatever level would have had some nuance would have had some layers would have had some sort of interesting bit of nugget because to go from say hero to uh, uh to paglet is quite a is, is quite a stretch but then uh just the fact that we really don't know uh 
what yeah. are the different levels of interferences right i mean there's a filmmaker there's a producer there's an actor a star you know things yeah. like that it must be really i mean sure. damaging to the conscience of of these people and at times i really feel bad in the sense that you know when you're really just trashing a film uh you sometimes think that okay was because you know a, lo- a-, a-, a lot of uh, very obvious trashings are based on screenplay right and all of that but yeah. uh, so at times i do wonder that you know uh, are like are these people or are these writers really as dumb as a films uh, show i mean obviously i mean uh, that is the only evidence that you have so you obviously go by that and you should go by that i agree but there have been enough examples and we we have mentioned several names uh, right uh, in the last 5 minutes which yeah. also goes to show a more layered uh, sort of a different picture of what a collaborative creative process can look like especially in in a uh, in a city which is as compromised as bombay and and in an industry which is as compromised as bollywood so so yeah i mean yeah. I, i i found that pretty interesting about this filmmaker yeah yeah absolutely i i actually personally know a few writers uh, or over the years have known a few writers who have been in the same situation they're writing a big budget film for a big production house uh, and uh, within a year or within a year and a half after the whole writing process is over and once the director big you know big director comes in or, or the director son comes in or whatever it is that's when they realize that their ha- services were hired to actually give only the skeleton to the script even though yeah. they've written very nuanced script and they've given their yeah. heart and soul to it uh that's when the director comes in the producer comes in the star comes in and absolutely changes it to make it into this hero kind of film you know or to make yeah. it this big spectacle uh, that they did not see coming it's not written in any contract that they that the changes that will be made uh, 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 uh are going to be uh, happening and it then reflects on the writer because the credit goes to the writer whether you like it or not maximum co-writer credit will go to the director or to the whoever has come in and changed everything and made it into the rubbish that we end up seeing and eventually the credit goes to the writer and all the brickbats also go to the writer and it does damage not only their confidence their career also because if someone i mean yeah. why in the world would you want to uh, say hire the writer of murder 3 to write a film like kapoor and sons or to write a film like uh, newton or to exactly. write a film like Absolutely. yeah like your your future is irre, irreparably damaged that is why we see so many of these writers then turn into directors to show that you know yeah. uh, we can make our own film because writing to will get fucked because some director will take yeah. over and fuck the film so we may as well make the film to show people this is our real voice and i admire these people who actually do it and who actually go out and show this is who we really are what you saw before was a compromised bombay self to survive in the city and to make it in the industry so that you know Ab- like at hats off to these people no absolutely and it's also i mean just to wrap it up it's also just very unfair right because just imagine i mean we are also i mean writers although for different kind but just imagine you write a piece and somebody just absolutely butchers it and everything but the worst part part is your byline remains right i mean that is really really bad i mean and uh, and uh, for that thing to have been seen by crores of people you know and just being splashed in a way you wouldn't want it to it's uh, yeah it's i you got to feel for them but yeah, yeah. what do you uh, do but as usual i think we are uh, uh, 
tangents have been very interesting again after uh, starting with Paglet and ending up with uh, the writer scene in the industry. But yeah, as usual, it was very <laughs> invigorating to go into this zone. Uh, and yeah, we had a good time. It helped that the film itself was very, very fascinating. And we had a good time discussing and watching the film. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. unlike last time, both of our opinions sort of matched. But yeah, that's I guess that's a part and parcel of the film critic experience. So uh, yeah, I guess we're done discussing the film. Tanul, thanks for joining me. And we will be back soon with uh, uh, another discussion, uh, depending on, you know, if the film is really captures our imaginations. Um, so see you people next time. Thanks. Thank you.